Have you ever had a double or a lookalike? In the era of social media, having someone that looks like you could just be a fun coincidence. But Laura would have us believe otherwise. In the mythology of these twin strangers, tragedy could befall you if someone sees your double. Worse yet, seeing your own would mark your certain impending death. While the threat of being replaced by such an entity appears to be nothing more than a movie trope, should we all still fear the horrible possibilities of doppelgangers? Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we impersonate our twin brother in She's the Man. So, Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen She's the Man before we watched it for the podcast? Yes, I really like it. Do you? Yeah, I really like this Amanda Bynes movie. I like a lot of the Amanda Bynes movies. Do you? Do I like this movie? This movie or the Amanda Bynes? I Well, I love movie. Amanda Bynes. Yes. So I've never actually watched this movie from start to finish. Oh. I've like caught it on TV, like in the middle. Okay. So this is the first time I actually like watched the whole thing. I love Amanda Bynes. This movie was okay. Oh. No, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's a little dated now. Yes. And it's like, it's hard to believe that this could happen at all. No, it's not really believable at all. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) And as much as I love Amanda Bynes, just her characterization of Sebastian, (laughs) some of it was like, oh, God. I can't watch it. I think it's supposed to be a little cringe on purpose because at first it doesn't really work out for her because she's like trying too hard. Yeah, I don't know. With the bros and the... I hated the voice she did some of the times. He had like a southern accent thing going on. It's very hard to describe Uh, or impersonate. So she was like mostly up here, like in this register as Viola, like, Uh you know, her normal speaking voice. And then she would do like, Hi, I'm Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, bro? Yeah, and like, obviously, I was going, I've seen it, or parts of it before, so I knew what to expect, but just like seeing it from A to Z, I'm like, how did any of this? No, it's not. You have to completely suspend disbelief. Uh, Completely. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. But it was entertaining. It was still a good time. But if I'm like looking at it critically, trying to review it in a sense i'm like oh no it doesn't really yeah especially like the gender normatives and stuff now are very dated at this point yeah there's there's some (laughs) some dialogue choices i'm like oh yeah that that shows his age it's funny i was texting our friend eddie Mm -hmm. and they said they like this movie a lot and really and i was like yeah it's just so unbelievable and they're like well yeah of course i'm like honestly though the most unbelievable part is that we're supposed to believe Channing Tatum is a high schooler. Yeah. I'm like, that's a whole ass man. Honestly, I like I had to really like listen in the beginning because I was like, well, for the plot one to write it all down. But also, I swear when I saw it before, they, this was college. I thought, and I it thought was. that would be more believable if it was college. Oh, if it was college, yeah, I would have believed it. But that was, was he also a freshman? I don't think so. I think they only joked that he 
that Sebastian, as well, Viola asked Sebastian, was a freshman just because she was tiny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that oh, she actually was. Right. I think they're both like around 17 or supposed to be. You're right. They do not well, look 17. Regardless, yeah, this he was a full grown man. <laughs> yes. I think it was 26 at the time I read. Oh, really? I was like, that's the most unbelievable yeah. part. I mean, I think this is probably one of his first like tries at doing comedy though because like he was really big with like step up and then he started getting like these Mm -hmm. more goofy or actiony movies like what's the other one that he's in with like james franco and the other guy uh the world's end 2021 oh 21 jump street okay yeah Yeah, they they also go back to high school and that but it's actually part of the joke right look the age yeah i don't know because when i was doing some of the background i didn't write this down in my notes but amanda Bynes, i guess pushed really hard for him to be in this movie. No. Oh. And she mentioned seeing him in a commercial. So I was like, was this one of his first movies? Maybe, but I feel like Step Up came before that. I don't really actually know, but I felt like he did like the more serious, like athletic stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look first. it up real quick. So yeah, around 2006 was when he first started. Like Supercross, he was in in 2005. Oh, okay. Havoc, 2005. Small role in War of the Worlds in 2005. Small role in Coach Carter? Or I don't know about small role, but this is 2005. Huh. Yeah, I thought Step Up was like his first kind of like starring picture. Interesting. So, yeah, this was one of his first movies. Didn't know that. No. Um, That's funny that she like campaigned for him. I didn't know like. That's what I read. I kind of felt like it was just like they just haphazardly threw him together because he was the new popular hot guy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Because I think that's why they were apprehensive because of his age. Oh, um, yeah, maybe. But yeah, he's definitely not a high schooler. No. Uh, but regardless, it's okay. It was a fun time. I think it was a little long. Yeah. Even when I was writing the plot, and it might just because of the whole uh, identity switches, too, where it's hard to kind of like oh my God. tell you exactly who Sebastian is. And I know. When, which Sebastian is Sebastian. Fake Seba- Viola yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. I will say, when you watch this movie, on paper, I feel like it would be very confusing. Yeah. To, like, tell someone what's happening. Yeah. But, I'm like, going to have to call them, like, Viola Sebastian. Yeah. And it was also hard to pick out pronouns because, like, technically, yeah, she wants to identify as a boy because that's part of the ruse. But mm-hmm. she's not really a he, him. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that's what makes it so confusing. But I was going to say the movie does a great job at not making it. Con- like, you follow along just fine. Like, oh, you yeah. see these characters – but, like, if you actually put it down, like, write down how they interact in their relationships, it is fairly complicated how everyone kind of, like, right. plays into each other, which is yeah. interesting. There's a couple of times where I was kind of, like, I told you before, sometimes I use, like, Wikipedia as a reference to mm-hmm. see, like, what they thought were, like, the most important plot points. I added a few points because I was, like, there's, like, that whole situation with Sebastian, real Sebastian's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And, they didn't um, mention they that? They didn't mention that at all. I was, like, wow, okay. That's a decently big yeah part i yeah, would yeah yeah and i was like all right i'll you know mention that too yeah interesting but we did have this as a number two on our scariness scale what was number one muppets muppets uh, okay yeah maybe we should switch this around i was gonna say girl after watching those babies we switched i them. felt very safe <laughs> and she is the man in the muppets with yeah. the babies i did not feel safe honestly yeah i think we would probably switch it yeah we which should. is bizarre to say that a muppet movie yeah <laughs> it was creepier. Yeah. But yeah, this is another non-horror pick. So we're ending on a fun little romp comedy thing. 
Yes, but it is a twin switching places movie, so, so it's also close to the whole doppelganger <laughs> subject. Uh, I was like, is it really a doppelganger? It flies close to the it's to the topic, close. but not quite. Close. That's it's okay. like when people fake identities and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Ready to hear some movie background? Yeah, let's do it. So She's the Man is a 2006 American romantic comedy teen sports film. They specifically said sports film, which is... I mean, soccer is an emphasis. It's the I catalyst guess. to the whole thing, yeah. really, which we'll get to when we get to the plot. <laughs> but it's directed by Andy Fickman, and it stars Amanda Bynes, Channing Tatum, Laura Ramsey, Vinnie Jones, and David Cross. The film centers on teenager Viola Hastings, who enters her brother's new boarding school, Illyria Prep, in his place and pretends to be a boy in order to play on the boys' soccer team. This movie is actually inspired by William Shakespeare's play Twelfth Night. I've never seen it. Have you? I've seen a student production of Twelfth Night in college. Is it really that similar? I don't know. Really? Because you don't it, remember it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell was going on in this Shakespeare play. That's funny, too, because I remember I ended up writing a paper in college at one point comparing Sidney White, which is another Amanda Bynes movie, mm-hmm. to um, another William Shakespeare play. Uh, I think it was like Twelve Angry Men or something oh. like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's just funny that she ends up choosing these roles that are all based on Shakespeare plays. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. But don't quote me on this. I don't know if your husband was in that one that I watched. He might have been. Oh, she's married? No, your husband in real life oh. may have been in oh, the 12th. Oh, in the, oh, okay. I was like, he was definitely not in a Amanda Bynes movie. I would know. Like, yeah, it was yeah. all we would talk about. No, in the in the uh, student play I saw, oh. I, it might have been that one. I can't recall. I've seen so many plays in college, but I know I saw Twelfth Night at some point. Uh, that being said, I don't know. I think when I read the description, it's similar, just kind of like the swapping of things. And yeah. I, think, I figured there wouldn't be soccer. <laughs> um, when was soccer invented? Who knows? Mm. But if anyone knows, let us know. But the main idea of the twin switching is in there. Right. So a little bit of background on Amanda Bynes. Uh, first of all, grew up with Amanda Bynes, love her. But if you followed her at all in the recent years and – Actually, it's been a while now, I feel like, since she started having her, like, issues. Well, hasn't she, like, kind of tampered down a little bit? I don't know. I looked. Like, I I know she was having kind of like a Britney Spears kind of moment Mm -hmm. for, like, several years. And I know that's, like, a mental health thing now and (laughs) everything. When it was was Britney Spears and when it actually was happening to Amanda Bynes, I think everyone was just like, ah, they're crazy now. Yeah. Um, I still think she's going through it because when I was, like, looking up some stuff, I didn't really like look look into it, but on the outside looking in, it looks like she's still kind of not all okay. She just recently started a podcast with some guy, and I was watching the video. I think it came out like a month ago, mm-hmm. and she just still doesn't seem herself. Like she's asking these questions, there's like nothing there. Like uh, I'll have to show you later, but I think she got a face tattoo. Yeah, like a, a little, little heart. heart or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on her cheek. Yeah, currently. Yeah, she has that, which is fine. Like, no judgment to face tattoos. And then she just, her hair's bleached and her eyebrows are like dark blue. Oh. So, again, no judgment on her, her appearance, but. Didn't she end she just, up blaming a lot of her, like, mental health on, well, and I mean, it probably is justified since of all the Nickelodeon, you know, fallouts with whatever his name is. 
Dan Schneider? Yeah, I know he was involved oh, with yeah. like her, all that. He's involved and, with everything because he's and, a creep. Uh, the Amanda Bynes show and stuff yeah. like that. So, well, so show. when I was looking at this article, the reason I bring this up is this movie was a catalyst for starting some of that stuff. Oh. In the article, it said she's the man was a catalyst for private turmoil for Amanda Bynes. She spoke about the experience in a 2018 interview with Paper Magazine saying, when the movie came out and I saw it, I went into a deep depression for four to six months because I didn't like how I looked when I was a boy. She said, I've never told anyone that. It was a super strange and out-of-body experience. It just really put me into a funk. During press for the film at the time, Bynes alluded to the struggle. She said, I was so, so tired of doing the voice. I was uncomfortable. She said, I wish I was a girl the whole time because then it would have been me. Yeah. So I guess this was this kind of the beginning of some of those feelings. Yeah. And I don't, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure if she was diagnosed with anything or she's just having, you know, just body dysmorphia. Yeah. But based on what I saw, this was like kind of the start of some of those things bubbling up. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Like, because it is a fun movie and everything, mm-hmm. but you never really kind of think of like the turmoil that actors go through to play certain roles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't think like on the surface that that just, this was really going to do anything to her oh, psyche or right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of how like outlandish it is a little bit and unbelievable that you're like, oh, yeah, it's played for gags, but. Right. And she. You know, like, all that was basically, like, a kid's version of Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's all, like, sketch work and stuff like that. So you would assume this would be almost in her range to play mm-hmm. another character of, like, the opposite sex because, you know, sketch work is, like, a lot of costumes and different people, voices, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm sorry that it caused an identity crisis I know. I mean, maybe because it was such a prolonged experience, like you oh do, yeah, like you spend months and months filming stuff like this, as opposed to like a couple minute little True. skit, and then you're done. So super interesting, but yeah, just sad what happened to Amanda. Hopefully, she gets better. Because I feel like she was coming, like you know, coming to terms with it a little bit better. I know, like honestly, I don't know what you watched in the clip, obviously, but I thought it seemed like it had kind of turned down oh yeah it did turn down for sure like because there's times where she was like attacking drake bell on twitter and stuff like that and obviously he's got issues now oh yeah (laughs) oh what was that incident not that i really want to go (laughs) too deep into amanda bynemore but she was like peeing in someone's driveway and like all this it's definitely like turned down but you could tell she's still not like back to how she was or in a good spot but I was hoping she'd come back to acting. I mean, honestly, only if she desires oh, to do sure. so. But <laughs> yeah. but still, like, I was hoping to see her again. Because I think she is really a good actor. Oh, yeah. She was one of my favorite Nickelodeon stars. Oh, yeah. I loved Amanda Bynes. And- <laughs> Funny story, too. I have a cousin named Amanda. Uh-huh. And she has brown hair like me and stuff like that. We often got kind of called like sisters or twins mm-hmm. growing up. But showing how gullible I was as a child, she was like, come watch my show with me. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, there's this show. It's called The Amanda Show. It's me. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she shows me Amanda Bynes, and I was like, I mean, I guess it could be her. Like, <laughs> Oh, Stephanie, no. I, I was young, but yeah. I was also like, brown hair. No, it's not. It can't be you. And she's like, no, for sure. It's me. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But back into some background on the movie itself. The film was a moderate commercial success. It grossed $57.2 million against a budget of around 20 to $25 million. The film received mixed reviews from critics, but Amanda Bynes' performance was ultimately praised. 
Rotten Tomatoes gave She's the Man a rating of 44% based on 114 reviews with an average rating of 5.10 out of 10. The critical consensus reads, Shakespeare's wit gets lost in translation with She's the Man's broad slapstick, predictable jokes, and unconvincing plotline. Metacritic gave the film a weighted average score of 45 out of 100 based on reviews from 28 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. Audience surveyed by CinemaScore gave the film a B plus on a scale of A to F. So, would you have given it a better score? Eh, I think a B is a solid grade for it. I mean, it's not like revolutionary or anything, but I think it's fun. And although the story can be based on Shakespeare, like I don't like I wasn't going in and expecting like a full like theatrical <laughs> Shakespearean experience yeah. either. So, I think apples to oranges kind of in comparison oh, to yeah. even try to think that there would be a lot of Shakespearean reference. Oh, no. No, I don't think so. They probably shouldn't have included that in the description that yeah. it's actually based on that. No. <laughs> no, that's not a good way to rate that. Yeah, sure. It's loosely based. The, yeah. the term here, loosely. Honestly, they should have <laughs> just sent like a twin swapping scenario just because that's more common like parent trap and yeah. all that stuff than it is to compare it to a William Shakespeare play. Are you ready to get to the plot? Yes, I am. Viola Hastings is a teenage girl with ambitions to play college soccer in North Carolina. She currently plays on the girls' team at her high school, Cornwall, but the team is suddenly cut right before the start of the school year. She and her team take the matter to the head coach and ask for a chance to try out for the boys' team, but he refuses because girls aren't as fast or as strong as boys. All like this weird little rhyme too. It's just a matter of fact, and blah, 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 blah. you can't <laughs> deny that and stuff like like it was very Doctor Seuss, yeah, or Shakespeare. <laughs> oh yeah, if probably, you will. <laughs> probably. To top it off, the boys' team captain, her boyfriend Justin, agrees with the coach, so Viola dumps him. And I, I don't know; it seems like a little excess. Well, not excessive that she dumps him. Yeah, but like, like the way that they're reacting. <laughs> To the whole, like, how ridiculous it is to have girls come and ask to try out for the boys' team. Right. And can I say, before this, there's a little, like, as the credits are playing, there's a montage of them playing soccer at the beach. And she's good. Yeah. Like, she's killing it. She's, it's like, doing It's not like this team is, and... a, is, like, just the babies just playing soccer. Yeah. While the real team plays. Like, Right. I don't know. <laughs> it's just crazy. So, just, like, boys are better. Like, it's just. Oh, right. Even, you know, I'm not going to get into athletics and separating gender, you know, whatever. But the way they, like, do it is so, yeah. like, boys are just better in every possible way. Like, that's the vibe it gets. Right. Like, okay, come on now. <laughs> so when she returns home, Monique, the shallow girlfriend of her twin brother, Sebastian, mistakes her for him from behind and confronts him for not calling her. They have a brief exchange showing that they don't like each other, and Sebastian often doesn't call her back. Meanwhile, Sebastian, who has just transferred to the private boarding school, Illyria, due to skipping classes, is about to purposefully miss the first two weeks of school so he can play at a festival in London with his band. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sebastian! Come mm -hmm. on. But yeah, Sebastian is like literally about to like crawl out the window right as she's coming home. And he was like, yeah, you'll cover for me, right? And she's like, Sebastian, Sebastian. No, I've been like, well, he's screwed. Yeah. Screw Sebastian. And it's crazy to me going back a little bit how she just assumed she was Sebastian. She was wearing a hoodie and like track pants or something and just had the hood up. And then she was just like, Sebastian. Mm -hmm. And before we even get into the further in the plot, there's a height difference between these two. Yeah. A and, the, and they 
height difference. And obviously, you know, they're fraternal twins and everything. They're, it's not like they're identical because, you know, you can't be identical and be a boy and a girl. But a lot of the times I'm like, there's no way you'd mistake these for the same people once you realize who they are. Right. Like, especially someone's girlfriend or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're spending intimate time with them, you know, assuming that you're really close to their face. Right. <laughs> To confuse them mm-hmm. is strange. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... They're obviously setting up. That, yes. Like, oh, this this often happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. And I think even when she's coming into... We'll get to it further in the plot, but Viola's and Sebastian's family are, like, well-to-do, obviously, because, you know, Sebastian's about to go to a boarding school, and her parents are separated or divorced but I guess they often have the complaint that Viola's too tomboy and mm-hmm. they want her to do a whole debutante ball where you like come out into society mm-hmm. as a girl and everything and wear a fancy dress and do like proper manners and stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's not really into it. Yeah. She's like, I am a lady. <laughs> I must let everyone know that. Yes. And the only like tomboyish thing we get about her is that she plays soccer. Right. Like, and she's oh. just more interested in playing soccer than doing all of this frilly stuff, which honestly, I wouldn't want to do a debutante ball really either. I like, mean, I might. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> but her, her mom even says when they have this argument that like, you're, I swear you're just like having another brother or something like that, or you're just like your brother. Yeah. Which they seem very different too. Cause like, Sebastian doesn't play soccer or anything. He just seems interested in his music. Mm-hmm. So they are very different, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's just very weird. Because, like, if you saw Viola, like, you wouldn't think tomboy. <laughs> like, right. No. Like, she has long her. hair and everything. She dresses girly when she's outside of the whole Sebastian get up and everything. And, mm-hmm. yeah, she just happens to play soccer. Yeah. Oh, boy. What a tomboy. How you, dare her. <laughs> I know. Women can't play sports unless they're tomboy. Yes. So... That's it. It's either you play sports and you're tomboy or you're, you're not a tomboy and you can't do sports. <laughs> yep. I guess so. Yeah. Either that or you need to get your, like, white gloves out and your fancy dress. Mm-hmm. No soccer for you. No so Sebastian convinces Viola to cover for him, telling their divorced parents that they are staying at the other's house. Realizing the opportunity to get revenge on her ex and prove that girls can play soccer just as well as boys, Viola decides to pass herself off as Sebastian and Illyria to join their soccer team. That is... It's a far-fetched plan. That is so much just to prove a point. Yes. I'm like, you know, go off, but also, right. like, that is... I won't even go through that much effort for something very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's no. like, I need to join the team yes. just to play this one game against her ex. Yeah. Granted, though, like, I feel like when I saw the movie before... I didn't think of it in the time frame of only two weeks. I thought she was there for, like, almost half the year. Okay. But this is only the span of two weeks, I guess. So, yeah, but Also, still you're like, what's time. happening at her school? Like, That's what I thought. They notice that she's not there when they call the parents? Like, yeah. I was like, okay, but who's filling in for real? Viola. Yeah, right. Like, that, yeah, that was, like, pothole. <laughs> they never mentioned that. No one gets a call or anything about it either. So She's about to go have to go to Lyria for... Skipping school and Cornwall. Well, I think she'd prefer that by the end. Oh, yeah, for sure, at that point. Yes. Viola's stylist friend Paul helps her look and act more like Sebastian, and she's able to go to Illyria in his place. Without her parents knowing and distracting her mom by agreeing to participate in the debutante coming out events coming up. Do you want to talk about what she looks like as a dude, or do you mention that later in the plot? I do not, so go ahead. Okay. 
It looks like Amanda Bynes with short hair and some sideburns. There's this whole montage of like trying to, you know, get the makeup to look like a guy and all this stuff and like trying to walk the walk, which again, if Sebastian's girlfriend mistook Viola for Sebastian, she already walked like Sebastian. So that was moot. Right. It just looks like Amanda Bynes with short hair. And just some sideburns. I'm like, there's like barely a transformation here. Right. And just to compare it to, have you ever seen the movie Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams? Oh, yeah. So like, think about that. Like, you or, know, he actually transformed. He had like a whole mask and everything. Mm-hmm. It was completely like a full transformation. This is just the bare minimum. Honestly, too, like there's no way if you actually had met Sebastian previously. This is honestly the whole reason I think she's getting away with it, Mm -hmm. because since he's transferring to a new school, no one's actually met him. Right. But the thing that frustrates me is like a lot of people, even after meeting both of them, still confuse them. Yeah, I guess like if I don't know, because like I guess if you never knew this person and you saw Sebastian, you'd just be like, I guess. yeah. Yeah, like you wouldn't know to your point. But. As an audience viewer, having seen Viola, mm-hmm. they frame it as, like, this big transformation. Oh, it's a huge disguise. It's yeah. not. So that's that's what I mean by that. Like, if you saw Sebastian, like, I wouldn't question – if you said you were a guy, of course, then yeah. Right. Like, I wouldn't question it. But because they, you know, make it a point to have this whole montage where she's getting done up. And they show parts of getting, like, facial hair. She doesn't even do that. I was yeah. like, okay. It would make a little bit more sense, but I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they could have done better, to be honest. Yeah. But. Well, honestly, too, like Amanda Bynes is just like a very recognizable person. And I feel like, yeah, it's it's a huge stretch, I feel like, to find a man that would look similar to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's pretty yeah. directly feminine. So I, f- I don't know. I don't know. How do I phrase this? I feel like making a man into a woman, quote-unquote, is easier than making a woman look really manly. Yeah. Based on, like, what I've seen. I guess so. I feel like they probably could have found someone better to cast as Sebastian. Yeah. To at least look a little bit more. Like, if they would have cast with the idea of making him look like Amanda Bynes, Mm -hmm. then I think it would have been easier for Amanda Bynes to look like this man. Yeah. (laughs) It's like reversing it and then... (laughs) Yeah. Well, because, like, it comes down to having, like, similar features. Like, Amanda Bynes has, like, a round face. Sebastian has, like, a more angular face Mm -hmm. and a more angular nose. It's very obvious that it's it's not not him. Right. Yeah. So... To your point, they never met him, so it doesn't matter. But as an audience person watching the movie, you're like, that totally doesn't work. But (laughs) I digress. Move on. (laughs) Yes. So basically, from now on, until I say the real Sebastian comes back, this is all Viola as Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. While moving in, Sebastian meets her roommate, Duke Orsino, the soccer team's captain, and ends up weirding him and his friends out when he tries to pass off the tampons in his bag as a remedy for nosebleeds. I mean, you know what? It looked effective. Yeah, I will say I've never tried it. Right. Honestly, (laughs) it probably would work. Yeah, it probably helps. At soccer tryouts, Sebastian fails to impress the coach and is assigned to second string, meaning it's likely he won't play. Womp womp. womp. Go home. I would be like, all right, I guess my plan's over now. And that's basically how she takes it because, like, she's already, like, a social pariah at this point, like, because everyone thinks she's weird. Mm -hmm. And she got second string for the game, so she's not going to even be able to play against her ex. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, frustrated with the soccer tryouts and being treated as a freak by the other kids. 
Viola confides in Paul, who, with some of their friends, orchestrates a scene at a local restaurant in front of her schoolmates from Illyria to make Sebastian look like a ladies' man. Unexpectedly, though, Monique shows up uh, to confront Sebastian for ghosting her, but Viola is able to keep far enough away so she's not recognized and (laughs) publicly announces that Monica and him are over yeah they're at the pizza yeah pizza place and she's like hiding behind menus and like stacks of pizzas and you know good for her for like keeping this up because i would have folded so fast i'm like it's me i'm so sorry i just (laughs) i can explain everything and honestly though this monica chick sucks so she couldn't even like probably take her aside yeah yeah. (laughs) we said monica oh i i have it as monica in my notes one time so that makes sense oh yeah Monique, uh, Monica, either man- way, Manic, you, it's X, X yes, lady, this X girl. She sucks, so I doubt Viola could have taken her aside and been like, "I'm trying to do something here. Oh, Can you yeah, just yeah. play along or get out?" Like, yeah, no, no way. Yeah, no, she would have blown it. So now perceived in a better light, Sebastian becomes more desirable, and his teammates start looking to him for advice with girls. In a lab class, Sebastian is partnered with the popular Olivia Lennox, a girl Duke has a crush on. Duke and Sebastian agree that if Duke helps Sebastian with soccer in exchange, Sebastian will talk to Olivia about Duke. So many names. I know. So, in summation, Duke likes Olivia. Duke wants Sebastian <laughs> to talk to Olivia. Or like, to talk, talk him to, up. To, yeah. About Duke. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, that's first. Step one. Yes. Of this debacle. It's it's a triangle. Or maybe even a square. <laughs> it's like a line. It's a currently a line. Duke yes. to Sebastian to Olivia. Yes. <laughs> that weekend at the debutante junior league carnival, Viola signed up by her mother to work the kissing booth, where Duke is in line waiting to kiss Olivia, but ends up kissing Viola when she takes over her shift. Viola's ex, Justin, breaks up the kiss. He and Duke, being soccer team rivals... And they fight, getting kicked out of the fair. And honestly, though, as soon as Duke saw Viola, he should have recognized immediately that this is his roommate without the wig. Right. Exactly. (laughs) This is where everything starts falling apart. Yes. Like, in multiple facets. Yes. So, that. But also, Viola shows no signs of really liking Duke. Right. Until right this second. Mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. like, oh, he kissed me. Now I... Fucking love this man. Yes. I'm like, girl, no, please. I mean, it is Channing Tatum, though. Maybe she had, like, an inkling, but, you know, she was too focused on the summer stuff. Yeah, that's true. And she also is just getting out of a relationship, too. That's also one of the ways she weirds the guys out, too. She tries to talk to them about her breakup with Justin kind of briefly. Mm -hmm. Like, vaguely not saying that she broke up with Justin, but... But just saying, you know, like every kiss, every touch. And they were like, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why is the like, boy saying this? Why is he saying feelings? No, no boys don't do that. No, no, no. So this is, yeah, this scene. Also, her mom is expecting Seb- no. real Sebastian to be there. Yes. And then, obviously, Duke's expecting fake Sebastian. And then the mom's also expecting Viola. Mm-hmm. So she's constantly changing in and out of these costumes i would have been like if i were her i'd be like okay i can make the first half as sebastian and then uh, as viola i'd be like okay well i could come like later but i won't be there right on time yeah that way you could do half something if you have to she's like constantly changing back and forth it was so stressful but i feel like too like i guess she had to go as sebastian because one her mom was expecting him to be there but also because he went with his teammates but 
really, we never see any conflict with like like where is Sebastian? He's supposed to be working this booth or something like that. So yeah, she's changing. Honestly, for no she reason. could have just been Viola the whole time and yeah. just been like, I don't know where Sebastian is. Right. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, I guess so. Back at the dorm, Duke asks Sebastian about Viola, and she's thrilled because she's starting to like him as well. However, Olivia has bonded with Sebastian and now has a crush on him. In the hopes of making him jealous, she asks out Duke, and Sebastian is furious when he accepts and is no longer interested in Viola. Mind you. Yeah, so like... Go for it. <laughs> sorry. I no, just it's okay. I was waiting for up. you to say things. <laughs> <laughs> I just so uh, Because Duke was like so ready to... He was about to call or text Viola. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then Olivia's like, hey, let's do this. And he's like, okay, fuck Viola, never mind. Yeah, I and like, I think that's, mm. like, I, I love Channing Tatum, and I I don't mind this character, but also I kind of don't like the whole, like, as soon as Olivia becomes available, he just forgets about yeah. Viola. And, you know, it's obvious that he, this girl that he's been going to school with for three years isn't interested in him. Right, <laughs> exactly. And it just shows, that like, he just liked Viola because... She was, was available. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it frustrating when they, like, it takes so long for him to see, like, the light or whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, I liked Olivia at first, and I really did not like her after this part. Yeah. Like, I, I get what she's doing, but also, I'm like, oh, it's just, I don't know, the way it was presented. I'm like, you're not very nice. No. <laughs> and she gets this whole idea talking to a friend in the gym, and the friend is like, you know what us mere mortals would do? Like, because I guess she's so hot, like, she's never had to actually think about how to pursue mm-hmm. somebody that might not like her. And I'm like, I can't sympathize with this woman anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I really liked her character until this very moment. I'm like, never mind. Yeah. At a debutante luncheon, Viola talks to Olivia and realizes that her dating Duke was just an attempt to get Sebastian's attention and advises her that she should tell Sebastian how she really feels, which I've been confused, like, because this kind of really <laughs> puts a nail in her coffin for a while mm-hmm. with Duke, that this was, I don't know, the way to redirect Olivia, I guess. I it, it was just to get Viola off of Duke, really. Or Olivia off of Duke. Is that what I said? Or said Viola? Yeah, you said Viola. Jesus Christ. Olivia off of Duke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Unbeknownst to Viola, the actual Sebastian arrived back from London early, and Olivia surprises him, confesses her feelings, and kisses him as he's getting out of the cab. Again, kisses this man, and is obviously not the person that she's been talking to, and he is taller and... Like, by, like, a good (sighs) six inches. Yeah, and not the person she's been talking to. Right, yeah. Very clearly, very obvious. And they make it seem like, you know, she kisses them so quick with her eyes closed and, like, holds him with, like, her head over her shoulder. So it makes it seem like she just kissed some stranger and doesn't know. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Sebastian's like, what the hell? Yeah. No, he's thrilled because he's like, I'm, I'm going to like it here. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, Duke sees their kiss and assumes his roommate has deceived him to get to Olivia. When Viola, as Sebastian, returns to their room, they have an argument and Duke kicks him out. And she has no idea why. Yeah, <laughs> right. She has no idea why he thinks that she's been after Olivia this whole time. The next day, Viola oversleeps and misses the first half of the game against Cornwall, while the real Sebastian is mistaken for her as Sebastian and winds up poorly playing his sister's game instead. Yeah, he just, sh- no questions asked. He just, like, gets ready. He's like, huh, yeah, well, I guess I'll play soccer now. Well, she's, I guess because that Olivia girl says that, like, I'll see you at the game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you're just going to go with the fact that you play soccer now just based on this one interaction with a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> and 
doesn't He's know. like, I got to go to this game yeah. and I got to play it, apparently. He has no idea what the hell he's doing. And I actually didn't realize until this point that he didn't play soccer, too. I thought they both did. No, he doesn't No, he has no idea. <laughs> and they're like, what do you do? They're like all yelling at him. Right. So at halftime, Viola explains the situation to him and they switch places again. And honestly, I'll get to it. It's just confusing to explain it in this whole game. <laughs> Duke's still furious at Viola. Sebastian refuses to cooperate with him on the field. Monique and R.A. and the principal interrupt to reveal Viola's secret, but it's during actual Sebastian's time on the field. So he pulls down his shorts to reveal he's a boy, and everyone's like, okay, now that we know this boy's a boy, can we go? Like, yeah, now we see his peepers. Yes. And during the second half, Viola as Sebastian <laughs> ends up fighting with Duke for ignoring him on the field and proves she never betrayed him by showing everyone he is actually Viola by flashing her breast. And taking the wig off. Oh, yes. Eventually, yes. <laughs> and they're like... That would be weird. <laughs> the, she takes the wig off, the boy wig, and they're still like, you're not a girl. <laughs> yeah, you're not a girl. You can just have long hair. Like, And she's like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and everyone's like... Honestly, they both should have been dragged off the field for exposing themselves, but right. whatever. <laughs> Everyone's like, cool, now we know. And Justin and the rest of the Cornwall team try to get her kicked out for breaking the rules and letting a girl on the team. But their coach, Coach Zinkledge, says that they don't discriminate against gender and lets her keep playing. Illyria finally wins the game when Viola scores a goal, humiliating Justin and the rest of the Cornwall boys. Honestly, her coach is really funny to me, too. Um, he's like a, this mean British guy. Uh -huh. And uh, when they are doing that fight on the field where Viola, Sebastian is fighting Duke, like, <laughs> like it just ends up to being like this whole like team squabble. Yeah. And he's just like walking people, <laughs> walking up to people and just pulling them down by their collar uh -huh. onto the ground. Uh, yeah. It was funny. <laughs> Even the mascots are kicking each other and he's like, no, and just Stop pushes it. them both over. Mm -hmm. Like, good for him. Yes. But he no, but he's the real one because like they tried to kick out Viola with like the handbook and he was like, What handbook? He rips and it rips in it in half. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, so they win. Justin's humiliated and the rest of the Cornwall boys are like, Ah, girl, beat us. Like Oh poo. Oh boo. <laughs> and everyone at Illyria celebrates their victory over Cornwall, except for Duke, who's heard about Viola's deception. Viola introduces Sebastian and Olivia officially and they begin dating. Which is that's not the person you fell in love. Right. And she's just okay with it because, you know, the other Sebastian was a girl. Oh, yeah. You like, must be the same. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. She and Sebastian's divorced parents also make up exchanging contact information to be better parents for their children. She invites Duke to her debutante ball through an invitation delivered by Sebastian, now Duke's actual roommate. Still hurt, Duke doesn't respond to the invitation, devastating her. At the ball, Viola fears Duke won't show up, so she distracts herself by helping Olivia get ready and is touched when Paul offers to be her escort instead. Her mother shows up with a dress better suiting Viola's style. Earlier, her mother was trying to force her into some big, lavish gown, so Viola decides to make her debut but wants to get some air first. She actually ends up running into Duke outside, who admits he has feelings for her but insists on no more deception, which she promises. At the ball, Monique is escorted by Justin, Olivia by Sebastian, and Viola and Duke enter the stage late, but together. Viola and Duke share a kiss before joining the crowd. At the end of the film, we see Viola and Duke are shown happily playing on Illyria's soccer team together. Whee! Yay! 
So hopefully you followed any of that. <laughs> I, I would not blame anyone. If they didn't, you have to see it. <laughs> yeah, basically the exes got together for this scenario. Olivia got with Viola's brother. Real Sebastian. Real Sebastian and Viola and Duke are now together. Yeah. That's how, yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Maybe. And Viola keeps getting to play soccer, just at a different school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it was fun. It was a fun time. I didn't want to mention one thing. I was just cracking up when at one point they were, like, talking and, like, Sebastian, fake Sebastian, Viola Sebastian mm-hmm. does this thing, he, like, catches himself. It's like, oh, I need to talk like a man and starts, like, degrading people and like oh, degrading women yeah yeah and then duke's like why do you do that like she's not a piece of meat or something like along those lines oh and, like why do you talk about women in such graphic terms yeah yeah because yeah. like they he was comparing viola to olivia or something like that like when he first meets viola mm-hmm. and he's like so which one do you like like or or which one do you want to see naked like, yeah <laughs> and then it's so funny because he says that you know he pushes back and then there's, like, this moment, like, the music is, like, all, like, swells a little bit. And Viola Sebastian goes, oh, you're a sensitive guy. And I'm just, like, it made me laugh. I'm like, oh, so just treating a woman with respect makes you a sensitive person yeah. and not just, like, a human being. Right. I, so that was funny. Really so sensitive. I bring that up to say, if you plan on watching this movie, stuff like that happens. So if you're, like, turned off by something, like, yeah. those really surface-level gender Normative, normative things. things. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna like this movie too much. I mean, again, it does make you think about those things. Again, surf very surface level. <laughs> it's not like deep or anything, but right, those do appear in this movie. I just that one stuck out to me because I'm like, oh my god. And honestly, though, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if that's what he says to Viola as Sebastian, because when Sebastian at you know Viola Sebastian tried to open up about her breakup to the team, well, it was just like him and two other guys. Mm-hmm. They all just left her stranded there. Like, so, meaning, like, not on the outside is he going to be this emotional person. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It's a high school romance, so who knows? Right. And then the one other thing, I mentioned earlier how good she was at soccer. They show her. And she's playing with guys and girls, everything. And then the, the scenes where she's, like, practicing for the team, it's like she forgot everything when she <laughs> makes second string, you know? Yeah. And then when she's learning from Duke... They made it seem like he's so much better, which just, like, reinforces the idea yeah, that guys that, are better. Like, that she needed to step up right. to be better. So I was like, well, that kind of just defeats yeah. the whole premise. Yeah, or like because it's supposed to be that she was already as good. Yeah. Yeah. So just something I wanted to mention in the plot but forgot about. So I just wanted to bring that up. That was another little ding Yeah, that's, that's true. If you're, like, you know, really trying to focus in on some of the – I feel like the messaging <laughs> is a little lost. But again, it's a high school – it, it's all that it's comedy. Like, don't look, don't be that serious about it. And plus, it's this very like <laughs> elementary school way of looking at like boys are better than girls yeah, kind of scenarios. Sure. So, like, if that's really going to bother you, don't watch it. But obviously, it's not something that you have to really think hard about. Right. Obviously, this is bullshit. So, yeah. <laughs> it's all bullshit. This whole movie's bullshit. It's a plot for a comedy. So, exactly. Yeah. Would you like to hear about how some real twins have switched places? Yes, I do. So, twin switching places is a phenomenon where identical or very similar-looking twins exchange roles or identities in various situations. This can be for playful or mischievous reasons, or in some cases to fulfill each other's responsibilities or experience each other's lives. 
The advantage of twins switching places lies in their similar or identical appearance, allowing them to convincingly pose as each other. However, this can also lead to humorous or challenging situations, especially if the twins have contrasting personalities or lifestyles. The concept of twins switching places is a popular plot in various forms of media, often leading to humorous or insightful outcomes. This trope is often used to explore the ups and downs of each other's lives with an underlying moral lesson or revelation. Some real-life twins have shared stories of swapping places, and here's what I found on online forums on the subject. Reddit user Mr. Buckskin says, So my identical twin brother had a homework assignment from his creative thinking class in grad school. He was studying marketing advertising. The assignment was to become an expert on a subject you are not familiar or experienced with over the weekend and present what you know to the class on Monday. I just happened to be driving through his town. He asked me if I could help him present his homework assignment to his class. I was skeptical at first. I just graduated undergrad and was tired of school, but after hearing his idea, I couldn't resist. His class was first thing Monday morning. In the back of the classroom, there's the small lobby area for people's coats and whatnot. My role was to wait there unseen by his teacher and classmates until it was his time to present, and I was given my cue. After about 20 minutes of waiting and listening to other students present their work, it was finally his turn. He stands in front of the class and tells everyone that over the weekend, he became an expert on time travel. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on to tell the class that he has come up with a theory and invention that will make time travel possible. He says, allow me to explain with this diagram and turns to the chalkboard. That's my cue. I burst into the room and I say, stop the presentation. Stop the presentation. The (laughs) The class is silent and somewhat alarmed. What? What? Why? Who are you? My surprised brother asked me. It's me, you. I'm you from the future. Your invention works. It really works. But you have to go home immediately and turn the gas off to your stove. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'll explain more later, but hurry, you don't have much time. I explain and run out the room. My brother turns and tells the teacher he's sorry, but he has to cut his presentation short and leaves the class to check on his apartment. The teacher lifts up his fingers and is about to object, but instead smiles and says, well done. He got an A. Oh, my God. That's great. That's crazy. I love that I love it, too. I didn't realize, too, when I first wrote it down that it was for grad school. I was like, this would definitely go in, like, elementary or high school, I guess, Mm -hmm. but... Grad school, that's funny. That's great. It would only work if, obviously, people didn't know. That you didn't have a twin. They had a twin, but I like that. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Quora user Mirden Amirez states, Not me and not twins, but I will tell the story anyway. My husband and his brother are a year apart in age and look very similar. They commonly are mistaken for each other. Like, for instance, if they're in a crowd, they'll be like, Oh, hi, Mike. I thought you were John. Whatever. So I've seen them switch identities, never with people they knew, and always for a reason other than just to mess with people. Two times that readily come to mind. My brother-in-law was trying to get hired for a position that would greatly advance his career. Everything was lined up and looked perfect until they asked him to take a drug test. Now he isn't a drug user, but in a very out-of-character move, he had smoked weed with a girl he was dating the weekend before. So my husband took his brother's paperwork and identification to the lab and passed the drug test for him. Mm -mm. (laughs) Another time this happened, my husband was helping my father with repairs to the house. There was an accident, and my husband was injured by a tool hitting him in the face. Some of his teeth were knocked loose, and he was in tremendous pain. We didn't have dental insurance nor the cash to pay for the oral surgery he needed. So his brother gave him his insurance cards and identification so he could get the dental work but charge his brother's insurance. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would do that. Right? (laughs) No one ever found out. They will always do whatever they can to help each other and felt lucky that they had this ace up their sleeves. Oh, my God. I would definitely do that if I was in that spot. (laughs) Right? Ariel starts with an R. Counters on Quora. No, never. 
as identical twins, we had to fight to be seen as two separate people. You'd be surprised how many people saw us as two halves of a whole or completely interchangeable. A lot of people wouldn't bother to learn how to tell us apart because they never had to stop using the twin excuse. We stopped matching as soon as we were old enough to change. My sister would throw a fit if we accidentally put on the same shirt. I would correct people if they mistook me for her, but she'd refuse to answer to my name entirely. A twin switch would just be reinforcing the idea that we're one interchangeable person. Nothing could be worth it. End of story. But overall, twin switching places is a fascinating and often entertaining aspect of twin dynamics, showcasing the unique bond and connection between identical or very similar-looking siblings. Outside of twin. Yeah. It sounds convenient. I know. <laughs> I like it. Those were good. I like those. They were all pretty fun stories. Yeah, I thought I'd just include a counter to show that not all twins want to do this kind of thing. Oh, but... yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure for as many benefits there are as having a twin, there's just as many downfalls with anything. Yeah, there's <laughs> so. quite a few where people got caught, too, and stuff like that. So Busted. It, it was usually just to, like, fake a homework assignment or yeah. something or whatever when they were in school. So it wasn't huge deals, but still. Yeah. I feel like every twin I've ever encountered identical or mostly identical, like, I was still able to kind of tell them apart. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah I went to school with several twins before. and I was Because they're identical, but there's always, like, one thing that's a little different. Mm-hmm. That's you know? true. Yeah. I don't know if it would work on me. <laughs> I can always tell. <laughs> I always know when you lying, twins. Why you be lying? <laughs> Why you always lying? Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful and we always appreciate it. You can find us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older, then we wouldn't have to wait so long. Wouldn't it be nice to be together? I'm cutting you off. I don't know at all. Okay. <laughs>